Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And you are listening to us on Home of Southern Sports, WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. I'm so happy to be here on this Tuesday as this is episode 743, just in case you're keeping score at home. And I know that you always are. We have got a jam-packed show for you. This is going to be a condensed show. I'm going to air the special that I aired last week on my Facebook Live page about high school basketball and college basketball in the state of Georgia. It was a very good show. You're going to get that after this show, but like I always try to do, I want to try to get a show live on Facebook, but I can't do that five days a week. Got a lot of stuff that I'm doing with Georgia Alabama Sports Live, including the Georgia Alabama Sports Live show that is going to air tonight at Happy Hour Bar and Grill at 7 p.m. on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. But we do have a good show. I'm going to talk about the Monday night football game. What is going on with the Buffalo Bills? We've got the college football playoff ranking show tonight. Does Georgia overtake Ohio State as the number one team after that convincing win over Ole Miss? And the Columbus State Lady Cougars know exactly where they're going to be going in the women's soccer tournament for the NCAA as the selection show was last night. Had a great time at Mike and Ed's Barbecue last night. The Glenwood Gators Coaches Show as Wes Hargrove did a great job interviewing head football coach Ryan Nelson as the Glenwood Gators will be taking on the Lee Scott Academy Warriors in the AISA 3A championship game Thursday night at the Cramden Bowl in Montgomery. Alabama. Chambers Academy is also in the championship game for 2A as they will take on Banks Academy at the Cramden Bowl. Kickoff approximately 4 o'clock. It's depending on the other games. The eight-man football, Springwood starts things off at 11 o'clock in the morning at the Cramden Bowl. Springwood is in the state championship for eight-man football in the AISA. I didn't get a chance to talk about this on the show, and you cannot see it in front of me because this is an audio-only podcast, but I did print out the brackets once again for the GHSA, AHSAA, the GIAA, the GAPS, and the AISA. I did not mention 6A or 7A because we don't have any teams in Columbus in 6A and 7A, but I did have John Nelson and Hannah Gooden on the show last week, and we got to talking about the brackets I love bracketology. I've printed out the brackets just like they did. We were going over intriguing matchups. Let's go ahead and start with 7A. As Buford, they have the number one recruit in all of the nation, Dylan Riola. He is the five-star quarterback that's committed to the University of Georgia. They get the 50 to nothing win over Joseph Wheeler, and they will take on Norcross in the second round of the 7A playoffs. Norcross got the win over Denmark 34-10. East Coweta, the team from Noonid, they suffered a heartbreaking loss to North Paulding, 22-19. North Paulding, the number two seed, will take on Grayson, the number one seed who defeated Richmond Hill, 34-24. Down in lower quadrant four, Collins Hill, 
They get the win over North Cobb, and Collins Hill will move on to face Milton, who defeated Duluth 53 to nothing. Westlake defeated Marietta 34 to 15. They will take on one of the top teams in the nation, Colquitt County, who defeated Parkview 51 to 25. Moving over to the left side of the bracket, Valdosta defeats Archer 41 to 15. They will take on Carrollton after Carrollton defeated Harrison 54 to 14. Valdosta and Carrollton is the GPB game of the week. Matt Stewart will be on the call with Wayne Gandy and John Nelson and Hannah Gooden in the studio. I love watching this. I watched the Houston County game where they defeated North Atlanta last weekend, and they did such an amazing job, and they really broke down the brackets, and I just enjoyed watching that show. Looking forward to Valdosta and Carrollton. Carrollton has got Julian Lewis. He is the all-world great sophomore quarterback, the number one recruit for the 2026 class. Julian Lewis, who visited Georgia, I mean, Georgia's going to be in good hands, especially you got a player like Julian Lewis who's got NIL deals. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. That is going to be just a fun matchup. I cannot wait for that. North Gwinnett, they defeat West Forsyth, the number three seed. They advance to take on Walton, who defeated Mountain View 66-7. Down in Quadrant 2, Camden County defeats Newton. McEachern defeats Campbell. So it's Camden County taking on McEachern. Peachtree Ridge is going to take on the defending 7A champion Mill Creek in the second round after Mill Creek defeated Osborne. Peachtree Ridge defeats Lambert. Now in 6A, Lee County out of Leesburg, which is just outside of Albany, if there is a 6A school close to the Chattahoochee Valley, I would give it to Lee County. They defeat Dunwoody 51-14. They will take on Lovejoy, who upset Effingham County 47 to 14. Lovejoy, a dangerous four seed. Lee County is going to get to host this second round matchup. Sequoia defeats Alpharetta 33 to 9. Douglas County defeats Habersham County 53 to 9. So you got Sequoia and Douglas County. Down in quadrant two, lower left, Housen County. I talked about them. They defeated North Atlanta 42 to 32. They will be on the road taking on Woodward Academy, who defeated Evans 31 to 14. Blessed Trinity. Defeats Creekview 24-10. They will take on one of my favorites to win the 6A state championship, Gainesville. So it's Blessed Trinity taking on Gainesville. Remember, Deshaun Watson went to Gainesville. This is a very talented school. When I called a Columbus Chattahoots game up in Gainesville, they were taking on the Gainesville Gold Diggers. Same high school stadium where the Gainesville high school baseball team played. A lot of tradition and history up there as they will take on Blessed Trinity. Over on the right side, Quadrant 3, Lanier gets by East Paulding, and they will take on Roswell, who got by Rivers Ridge. That's a pretty good second-round matchup. Brunswick, they defeat Mundy's Mill 28-22. They will take on Marist, who defeated Northside Warner Robins 38-21. Langston Hughes, this is another team I think that could win the state championship. They're the defending 6A state championships. Aaron Nolan is a... All-world talent. They defeat North Forsyth 41-7. They will take on Rome, who defeated Sprayberry 56 to nothing. Sorry, Justin Dale. I know that's his alma mater. Jonesboro 
They get by Glen Academy 32 to 31. They will take on Thomas County Central, who defeated St. Pui's ex Catholic 49 to nothing. I talked about 5A all the way down to Class 1A Division 1 on the show yesterday. I'm not going to get into that today, but I wanted to make sure to give them some love here on the show. Now, let's talk about that Monday night football game that happened last night. I have no idea what's going on with the Buffalo Bills. I did watch the end of this game. Broncos win 24-22. A game-winning field goal right when seconds were expiring. Josh Allen, two more interceptions. He's a talent. The Bills finally have a run game with James Cook. A lot of injuries on the defense. Buffalo is 5-5. This is a very big disappointment because I thought the Bills were a Super Bowl caliber team that could go toe-to-toe with the Kansas City Chiefs. Not anymore. This was a complete meltdown, losing to an inferior Denver Broncos team who's starting to get some steam with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. They're, they're going to game manage Russell Wilson. And Denver's going to have a decent season. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're still going to have a pretty decent season. Let's talk about some of the local things happening in and around the Chattahoochee Valley. I mean, we had some high school basketball matchups going on. I mean, this has been a lot of fun. Columbus State, Lady Cougars are in action tonight at the Lumpkin Center taking on Albany State. They are 1-0 on the season. And a big congratulations to the Peach Belt Conference Player of the Week, Latia Reeves. So congratulations to her. Congratulations to Coach Hauser. Good luck against Albany State tonight at the Lumpkin Center. The Cougars are 2-0 on the season. They are taking on Edward Walters on Wednesday at the Lumpkin Center. So if you're not doing anything, just come on out and see some uh, Cougars and Lady Cougars basketball, and it'll be a lot of fun. All right. We had a selection show last night for the NCAA Division II. I watched it on replay this morning. But the Columbus State Cougars soccer team will be going up to Lenore Rhine, who got the number one seed. So they host this region in the Southeast Region Tournament. Columbus State will take on their longtime rival in the Peach Belt Conference, Flagler. It's going to be 3.30 this Friday, as it's going to be a tough road to get back to the Final Four. But this time, the Final Four is going to be in North Carolina. So good luck to the Columbus State women's soccer team and Coach Jay Entlick. And I'm cheering them on as they take on a Flagler team that they did beat in the Peach Belt Conference tournament. And the Columbus State Cougars soccer team, Peach Belt Conference champions for 2023. Congratulations to the LaGrange College Panthers as they are 3-0 on the season. They get the 83-76 victory over Sanitary. And they will travel to Rome, Georgia this Wednesday to take on Shorter University. They are back in action for the LaGrange Classic this weekend at the Mariotti Gymnasium. So if you're not doing anything, just come on out to see the LaGrange College Panthers as they are off to a hot start here early on in the season. The LaGrange College Lady Panthers are also undefeated. They are 2-0. They are going to be in Atlanta today taking on Emory as tip-off is going to be at 6 p.m. And you can always catch a game on Panther TV. 
the live streaming service. They do a great job. Good luck to the Panthers and Lady Panthers this season as they get ready to start CCS play and make a deep run in their conference and possibly get that NCAA tournament bid for Division Three. But you could tell on this show, I'm a huge supporter of LaGrange College and everything that they've done for this community. We've got some high school basketball in the Chattahoochee Valley tonight as Columbus is going to be taking on the Brookstone Cougars. And the Jordan Red Jackets are going to be hosting Stewart County. As we wind down football season, Georgia Alabama Sports Live is going to be live streaming a lot of basketball games. We are looking forward to live streaming the Calvary Christian Glenwood game on November the 28th. Should be a lot of fun. Thrip Barringer and myself. We love basketball, and we love to call basketball. Speaking of basketball, congratulations to the Chattahoochee Valley Community College Lady Pirates getting the win over Southern Union, 61-56. to And Robert Edmond did a fantastic job as the play-by-play -play announcer for the Lady Pirates on Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. The Lady Pirates are 3-2 on the season, so good luck to them and congratulations on the win. Meanwhile, the Pirates are going to be in action on Georgia Alabama Sports Live this Wednesday on the campus of CVCC, and Thrip Berenger is going to have the call for that. Looking forward to seeing CVCC hoops all season long on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. A couple more things I want to get into this November the 20th at 11.30 a.m. at the Safe House Ministries, it is the Isaiah Crowell and Feed the Crow Foundation presents Isaiah Crowell's annual Feed the Hungry Thanksgiving Feeding presented by Sports Visions. If you don't know who Isaiah Crowell is, well, he's probably one of the greatest football players to ever come out of the Fountain City. Isaiah Crowell was a running back, played for the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets, played at the University of Georgia, was the number one recruit in the nation back in 2011, played for the Carver Tigers, and he just gives back to the community every year. For more information about this event, contact DJ Jones at 706-681-1136. And let's talk about that 16th Annual Sports Visions Football Awards Luncheon that's going to take place at the St. Luke's Ministry Center on Thursday, December the 7th at 1130, as we will honor the high school and middle school football teams in and around the Chattahoochee Valley Always a great event. I'm looking forward to attending my first event for this season. I was supposed to go last year, but I had a family obligation. It is the 16th Annual Sports Visions Football Awards Luncheon presented by Affleck. And the guest speaker is Auburn head football coach Hugh Freeze. That should be exciting. Sports Visions will honor over 100 of the top middle and high school football players and coaches in East Alabama and West Central Georgia. And one more thing, I want to give a big shout out to the Columbus Georgia Vipers. They opened the season in the Professional Basketball Association with a 120-77 win over the River Region Generals. Cortez Chaney, Led the team with 22 points. Anthony Daniels chipped in with 16. And I just wanted to make sure to give them their flowers before I get into the next segment. 
All right, let's go ahead and take our first commercial break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about this whole Texas A&M firing. Jimbo Fisher, he is $78 million richer, but what direction will the Texas A&M football program head as far as their new coaching search? You don't want to go anywhere. It's a sports beat with Richard Holdridge. We'll be right back. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bug, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Find. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Newton. 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. The next segment, I want to get into this whole Texas A&M coaching search because I believe they're going to hire a coach before the early signing period. Some of the names they've been throwing out there, and, and there's some interesting names. Jeff Trailer, Mike Elko at Duke, Kalen DeBoer. Dion has been mentioned as a coach, as the new Texas A&M head football coach. I would love to see Dion in the SEC. That would be wildly entertaining. I mean, when every time Texas A&M plays Alabama, you just play a bunch of Affleck commercials. It would be wildly entertaining. Here's a name a lot of people forgot about, but he would be an instant winner right away, and that is Urban Meyer. Now, Urban Meyer is not the most squeaky clean football coach, but he can coach. He's still young enough. He's only 59 years old. You look at his accolades and what he did, starting at Bowling Green, leading Utah to a BCS appearance, two national championships at Florida. He was 65 of 15 at Florida. I mean, come on. He won five bowl games. All he does is win. Ohio State, 83 and 9, including a national championship. Yes, he was 211 in the NFL with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was a disaster. Not all college football coaches can coach in the NFL. Just ask Bobby Petrino. But I think that Urban Meyer, you got to consider him, especially if Texas A&M wants to win now, you got to get on the phone and call Urban Meyer. I also want to talk about Brock Bowers. I did not elaborate on Brock Bowers coming back and playing against Ole Miss, but that was such a heroic performance to recover from surgery and to be available for the Ole Miss game, and he looked like the old Brock Bowers. I believe Brock Bowers could be the number one draft pick in the 2024 NFL Draft. He's that good. I know all the talk is about Caleb Williams. I think Caleb Williams has kind of lost some of his lackluster, especially with USC losing. If Brock Bowers can lead the Georgia Bulldogs to three straight national titles, that would not only stamp his legacy as the greatest college football player of all time, 
but also he could be the best tight end in the NFL going forward and could be the overall number one draft pick. I think that Brock Bowers is that good. Look, this SEC championship is not going to happen until December 2nd. But I've got plenty of time to preview it. I'm hoping to get Philip Jordan on. Uh, I would love to get Ben and Travis from the Ben and Travis show. They are big Alabama fans. Go toe-to-toe with them. Gabe Reynolds is an Alabama fan. I would love to get him on the show. And uh, maybe do a little trash talking, uh, talking about, you know, I'm a Georgia fan. I get nervous every time Georgia plays Alabama. Every game in the Kirby Smart era, Georgia has at least had a double-digit lead on Alabama. But yet, Alabama finds a way to win this game. And Alabama, yes, they did lose the national championship 33-18, but that was without Jameson Williams. But this is going to be exciting. And we've got two weeks to talk about it. How amazing is that? Well, that is all the time I have on this segment of the show. We're going to go ahead and take a break. But when we come back, I'm going to air my college basketball in Georgia show that I did last week. I just wanted to pay respects to Georgia and Georgia Tech as they gear up for just an exciting college basketball season. We do have some Big top 25 matchups happening tonight, including the State Farm Champions Classic. Duke taking on Michigan State and then Kansas taking on Kentucky. It is going to be so exciting. You know, Georgia did get the win over Wake Forest over the weekend. You know, they are going to be in action taking on the Miami Hurricanes this Friday. Meanwhile, Georgia Tech, the Damon Stoudemire era begins and Georgia Tech they are 2 and 0 on the season after beating Howard last week they will take on UMass Lowell and then they will play Cincinnati in the Big 12 ACC challenge i just want to see Georgia and Georgia Tech do well of course Georgia State Kennesaw State and Mercer as well and how great would that be if all the teams in georgia made the ncaa tournament we have the talent here in this state why can't we make it happen all right we'll be back with a break and then i'll have my georgia georgia tech basketball special you don't want to go anywhere it's a sports beat with richard holdridge we'll be right back in 50 feet turn left why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles. <sighs> Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holders, presented 
by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. This is a special edition of the Sports Beat. It is Thursday. I'm away for training for my job, and so you are going to get a best of show, and this is a very special show, but just a reminder that you are listening to us on Home of Southern Sports, 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. I am so happy to be here, and on this episode, I'm going to talk about basketball in the state of Georgia. It's so underrated. When you think of great basketball states, you think of Kentucky, you think of Indiana, you think of North Carolina. You don't really think of Georgia, and there's been a lot of great basketball players to come out of this state. On this show, I am going to rank my top five basketball players for the University of Georgia basketball and my top five players for Georgia Tech. And it was really hard to come up with this list. I mean, there's been a lot of great players at both schools. I really wish that Georgia and Georgia Tech would just continue making the NCAA tournament year after year. I think that all the talent in this state needs to stay in this state. I think that Georgia Tech's going to have a great season with their new first-year head coach, Damian Stoudemire, the University of Georgia, second-year coach, Mike White, and I wish the Yellow Jackets and the Bulldogs the best of luck this season. But let's talk about basketball in Georgia because we've had Dwight Howard come out of this state. We've had Jabari Smith Jr. Right now, Isaiah Collier is playing at USC. And of course, down in Columbus where I do this show, Sam Mitchell, considered one of the greatest basketball players to come out of Columbus, to include Mark Upshaw as well. They really pave the way for basketball in Columbus. And when you talk about the other schools in Georgia and some of their greatest players, you got to think of Sam Mitchell when it comes to Mercer. Mercer making the NCAA tournament back in 1985. They recently made it in 2014 and made an incredible upset over the Duke Blue Devils as that was just an incredible moment for Mercer basketball. When you think of Kennesaw State, which their season tickets have skyrocketed this year after making the NCAA tournament appearance last season for Coach Amir Abdurrahim, who's now at University of Central uh, South Florida, and Antoine Pettaway, the former Alabama assistant, is now coaching the Kennesaw State Owls. Georgia State, they've made the NCAA tournament for a couple of times in the past 10 years, and R.J. Hunter who was drafted by the Boston Celtics, is considered the greatest Georgia State player of all time. Who could forget his father falling out of the chair when he made that big shot against Baylor to upset them in the NCAA tournament? But I'm here to talk about Georgia and Georgia Tech. Georgia made the Final Four back in 1983. Georgia Tech made the Final Four in 90 and made it to the championship game in 2004. I'm going to go ahead and start with Georgia Tech because... When you look at Georgia Tech, coached by legendary head coach Bobby Crimmins, they had an incredible run of making the NCAA tournament just about every year from 1985 all the way to 1996. And it was really Bobby Crimmins that recruited a lot of great players. And Georgia Tech was known as point guard U. And so I'm going to throw up this graphic. I have come up with a list. These are my top five all-time Georgia Tech players. Now, the criteria was, were they amazing in college? And then what did they do in the NBA? Kind of a little mixture of both, but we're going to throw up that graphic for you. This is my top five 
all-time players in Georgia Tech basketball history. You got to start at the top with the ACC Player of the Year in 1986, Mark Price. I'm telling you, Mark Price, he played at Georgia Tech from 1982 to 1986. He was the all-time leader in three-point percentage and steals and minutes played. Mark Price was one of the greatest Georgia Tech players of all time, and that's why I have him at number one. And then going into his NBA career, I mean, who could forget? He was a catalyst on that Cleveland Cavaliers team from 1986 to 80 to 95. That's where his NBA career took him. And here's the thing. He had a great playoff run in 1988. He averaged over 21 points a game. And just imagine... If Jordan doesn't make that shot over Craig Elo, the Cleveland Cavaliers back in 1988, I mean, Mark Price could have been one of the all-timers. He was a great point guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and really his basketball IQ has allowed Mark Price to be a head coach in basketball. All right, moving along, I put... Chris Bosh over John Sally. And one of the reasons why was that Chris Bosh, even though he played at Georgia Tech just for one season, he's a Hall of Famer. His NBA career is absolutely astonishing. 11-time All-Star. He played in the NBA from 2003 to 2017. He's a two-time NBA champion. He was an all-star with the Toronto Raptors. And then in 2010, uh, one of the most moments that really made me cringe as a sports fan is when LeBron decided to convince Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh to form the Big Three. A lot of people called them the Heatles. They did win two NBA titles. A lot of people thought they should have won more because this could have been the greatest team ever assembled, especially with what they did. And there were times where Chris Bosh was out of the picture when it came to shot selection because all the energy was focused on LeBron and Dwayne Wade. But Chris Bosh was a great player, a great rebounder, a great post player. He could shoot from the outside. And a lot of people tend to forget he did play that one season at Georgia Tech in the 2002-2003 season under Coach Paul Hewitt. That was the year before they made it to the NCAA championship. Imagine if Chris Bosh would have stayed at Georgia Tech for his sophomore year. We could be looking at the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets as NCAA champions of 2004 because I know they would have beat Emeka Okafor and, and Ben Gordon if they had Chris Bosh on that team because they needed size. They had a very good backcourt with B.J. Elder, Jarrett, Jack, Will Bynum. They had a good backcourt, but they needed some size. And man, imagine if Chris Bosh who is way too talented to come back for his sophomore season at Georgia Tech. Chris Bosh was the overall number four pick in 2003, probably one of the greatest draft classes of all time. And uh, let's talk about John Sally. I got him at number three on this list. John Sally played with Mark Price from 1982 to 1986. Georgia Tech, they came on the scene in 85 when they made the Elite Eight. Bobby Crimmins had a team that was building championships, and then eventually they would make it to the Final Four in 1990 with Lethal Weapon 3. John Sally was a great Georgia Tech player, but a lot of people remember him as part of the Bad Boys with the Detroit Pistons. 
John Sally was one of those players. He's a four-time NBA champion. He had longevity. John Sally played from 86 to 2000. He was part of the Bad Boys team coming off the bench. A great role player in the NBA. An actor. He was in the movie Bad Boys. He was in the movie Eddie. I mean, a lot of people don't associate John Sally with somebody who played in Georgia. His number was retired by the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And I just want to give John Sally some love because he was a member of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and one of the all-time greats. It's just that he became so big, especially with the Bad Boys Pistons and being a movie star, that a lot of people tend to forget that he was a Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket. All right, number four, Dennis Scott, part of the Lethal Weapon 3 team with Brian Oliver and Kenny Anderson. He played at Georgia Tech from 1987 to 1990. He was on the all-rookie team with the Orlando Magic. He played in the NBA from 90 to 2000. He averaged over 12 points a game. Played with those Orlando Magic teams, the team that went to the NBA Finals in 1995 with Shaq and Penny and Nick Anderson. Dennis Scott was a part of that team, and he was a great NBA player. He was an all-rookie first team. And he was a very valuable member of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets in 1990, making it to the Final Four, however, losing to UNLV. But they were a number four seed. They knocked off Michigan State to get to where they needed to go, made a Final Four run as a number four seed, but you know, lost to an all-time great team. I mean, the 90 UNLV running Rebels, I mean, come on. They were one of the greatest teams of all time. Rounding out the top five list, I got Kenny Anderson. Uh, Kenny Anderson was a very good NBA player. He played for Georgia Tech from 89 to 91. You know, Georgia Tech was still making Sweet 16 appearances, Elite 8 appearances. They were in the NCAA tournament just about every year with Bobby Crimmins. He made the All-Star team in 1994. A lot of people remember him as, you know, the point guard for the New Jersey Nets. He averaged 12.6 points a game. And he had a great NBA career. Some of the honorable mentions, Travis Best, he was a great point guard for Georgia Tech. He played on uh, some of the teams with, with Bobby Crimmins, you know, played in, in at Indiana. Stephon Marbury, I know that, you know, he's had a, a, an NBA career that's very interesting because he liked to shoot a lot and he was just a great shooting guard as far as like, you know, not an elite NBA player, but he was a scorer. Stephon Marbury could score. And then finally, uh, Derek Favors, which I saw him back in 2009. He was the third overall pick. A lot of people thought, you know, Derek Favors didn't pan out in the NBA, but he was highly recruited by Coach Paul Hewitt, who really led the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Once they got him to the championship and he got that extension, I know he was carrying a legacy from Coach Bobby Crimmins. But Paul Hewitt was a decent coach, and, and Georgia Tech was formidable. They were making the NCAA tournament. Derek Favors was a highly recruited player. And so that is my list. That is the top five players from Georgia Tech. If you have a player that I did not mention on here, uh, just you know, write it in the comments. Um, I do want to mention Jason Collier. I thought about this Lana Hard. Jason Collier who unfortunately he was tragically 
killed. He played for the Atlanta Hawks, but he was also a great Georgia Tech player. And I wanted to just remember him because that was an absolute tragedy. And I remember how sad we were. You know, he played at Georgia Tech. He played for the Atlanta Hawks. And, uh, you know, Jason Collier was also a great player as well. All right, I'm going to go ahead and put up that graphic for the all-time top five players at the University of Georgia. Look, Georgia basketball does not get a whole lot of love, but you know Mark Fox did get him to two NCAA championships. You have what happened with Jim Herrick in 2002. I mean, that was just unbelievable what they happened and very shocking. But the Georgia Bulldogs did make it to the Final Four in 1983 under legendary coach Hugh Durham. And I know that was the year after Dominique Wilkins left for the NBA. But let's start with number one. I mean, it's a clear-cut, unanimous choice. There is no question the number one Georgia basketball player of all time is the human highlight film, Dominique Wilkins. Originally from North Carolina, he got recruited by Coach Durham to play at Georgia. He played for the University of Georgia from 1979 to 1982. He averaged 21.6 points a game. He was originally drafted by the Utah Jazz and then got traded over to the Atlanta Hawks. And when you think of Georgia basketball, when you think of athletes on the Mount Rushmore in Georgia, it's Dominique Wilkins. Because of his NBA career, he is a Hall of Famer. He played in the NBA but also he was a Georgia Bulldog. In fact, they did have a SEC storied uh, documentary on Dominique Wilkins. My next player, he was briefly mentioned in the movie Air. This is a very underrated player. A lot of people don't realize how great Vern Fleming was. Vern Fleming is number two, and here's my reason behind that. Average 19.8 points a senior season. Led the Georgia Bulldogs to the Final Four in 1983. However, they were defeated by NC State, Jim Balvano, and that whole NC State Wolfpack survive in advance. Another great 30 for 30 on ESPN. But the Georgia Bulldogs had a historic run in 1983. In fact, you know, you had the Georgia Lady Bulldogs with Teresa Edwards with a big run as well. Uh, of course, uh, my broadcasting colleague DJ Jones was there on campus. He was a part of it. I know that he's got some amazing stories talking about Teresa Edwards and Vern Fleming and just really everything that was going on at the campus of Georgia. That was the place to be in the early 80s. The three-time SEC champions. You had Herschel Walker. You had Dominique Wilkins. You had Vern Fleming. Teresa Edwards, it was just incredible. But Vern Fleming, he was a very good point guard for an Indiana Pacers team that was starting to get up and coming. They drafted Reggie Miller. They had Rick Smits. They had uh, players like Mark Jackson. They had Dale Davis, Antonio Davis. I was very impressed with Vern Fleming as, as a player, a highly underrated player. I want to try to get his uh, accolades. Remember, he was drafted in the 1984 draft along with Sam Bowie, Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon. Briefly mentioned in the movie Air, you know, in his his NBA stats, I mean, he had a much better college career, but he was a very good NBA player. He played from the Indiana Pacers from 1984 to 1995, played for the New Jersey Nets, he averaged 11.3 points a game. He was a gold medal Olympian on the 84 Olympics. I wanted to give Vern Fleming some love because he is one of the greatest Georgia basketball players of all time. Now, the next two here, 
didn't really stay that long at the University of Georgia, but their NBA career is one of the reasons why they are on this list. Number three is Anthony Edwards. Now, and I know he was at Georgia only for one year. In fact, it was the 2019-2020 season. COVID happened, and the season was completely wiped out. You know, the record books is still there, but, you know, they did not crown a champion. Uh, Tom Crean could recruit. I know his last season at Georgia, he only had six games that he won, but he got Anthony Edwards, a homegrown talent in the state of Georgia, convinced him to come to the University of Georgia, he was the overall number one pick in the 2020 draft by the Minnesota Timberwolves. He is an incredible player. Anthony Edwards is going to win championships in the NBA. And he's also a pretty good actor. Saw him in the movie Hustle. See, we got some actors on these lists. You got John Sally for Georgia Tech. You got Anthony Edwards. He played in the movie Hustle and did a great job. Uh, I think he... Probably should have won some awards there. Maybe a Golden Glove, maybe an Oscar. But Anthony Edwards is a great actor, but also a great basketball player for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Right now, he is averaging a little over 20. He's averaging 27.9 points a game, 6 rebounds, 5.3 assists. His field goal percentage is 51%. Anthony Edwards is a superstar in the NBA. And I got him at number three because he only played at Georgia for one year. All right, moving on the list. Another homegrown player from Georgia out of Greenville. It's Contavious Caldwell-Pope, the two-time NBA champion. You know, the town of Greenville honored him in the summertime, you know, displaying a sign that when you enter Greenville, it's the home of the two-time NBA champion. He won a championship with the Lakers in 2020 in the bubble. Recently went in a championship with the Denver Nuggets in 2023. Let me tell you a little bit about Contavious Caldwell-Pope because he played for the Georgia Bulldogs for two seasons, 2011 to 2013. He was the 18th overall pick by the Detroit Pistons. He had a pretty good uh, career with the Detroit Pistons. His career really took off when the Lakers signed him. A great two-way player. A player that can stop you on the defense. And he's got that championship pedigree. And I always like seeing players, especially homegrown players from Georgia. And uh, also, Coach Corey Black of the St. Ampicelli Vikings speaks highly of him as he's known him all his life, you know, playing in his basketball camps. Uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope at number four. And finally, rounding out this list of Georgia Bulldogs is probably one of the greatest Georgia Bulldogs as far as accolades go. It's Leterio Green. He's the all-time leading scorer in Georgia history because he did play there four years. And he played for the University of Georgia from 1988 to 1992. He was drafted by the Chicago Bulls in the second round in 1992. And obviously, because the Bulls were NBA champions, he did not have an opportunity to play for the Bulls. He went over to the Magic, and where he was a contributor for the Orlando Magic, you know, he did have a career high 16 points in a game. You know, it's really hard to get playing time when you're backing up players like Scott Skiles and Nick Anderson and Dennis Scott. But Letario Green actually had a pretty decent 
NBA career. I mean, he only played five seasons in the NBA, but, you know, he was, you know, just a basketball, his IQ and the way he carried himself. Uh, I love Laterio Green as a player, especially playing for Coach Durham for the University of Georgia. You know, right when Georgia was making that transition and then all of a sudden Tubby Smith came out of nowhere and, and they were a number three seed and then Jim Herrick took over the program. Some players that were honorable mention, Jumaine Jones, you know, he played for the Philadelphia 76ers. You also have Jarvis Hayes, another uh, player. Uh, Mark Fox recruited several players like Travis Leslie. It didn't really pan out in the NBA, uh, but I believe that Georgia is up and coming, especially with Mike White in his second year. I think that Georgia is going to at least get to the NIT, and they are going to compete and win some SEC games this upcoming season. Well, that is my list. That is the top five team, the top five players from Georgia Tech and the top five players from the University of Georgia. Well, that is all the time I have here on this portion of the Sports Beat with Richard Holder. I hope you're enjoying your Thursday. And uh, you guys have a great rest of your day. And I will definitely catch you on the flip side. We are out of here. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out is Wishbone Fried Chicken right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Bonus coverage as uh, Wes Hargrove did a, just an amazing job, like he always does, coach. Uh, but I'm here because, you know, it's championship week. And we're here at Mike and Ed's Barbecue. Always a great place. I always love their barbecue. Chase Cook and his staff does an amazing job. It's something I always look forward to on Monday nights. Oh, yeah. So, you know, shout out to Chase and, uh, and Abby and uh, their family. And um, like you said, Mike and Ed's is always a great barbecue spot in Phoenix City, Alabama. And uh, so thankful that we can always have our coach show here. And, uh, you know, I had some of Chase's wings Saturday night, the teriyaki, and I, I must say, Richard, they, it's as good as the barbecue. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt about that. So after defeating Otaga Academy 45-12, to you clinch a spot in the championship. You're playing Lee Scott Academy once again, a rematch of last year's championship. It's going to be Thursday night at the Cramden Bowl, 8 o'clock Eastern, and you can catch that game on Georgia-Alabama Sports Live. 
And let's talk about just that matchup with Lee Scott. Uh, by the way, I, I've rewatched the the game where you defeated Lee Scott at the Swamp, uh, forty-two to thirty-one. Uh, to tell us a little bit about like going into this championship, do you do you rewatch that game and and try to get some takeaways on what you could have done differently to to make sure that Lee Scott didn't get that play there? And what are some of your takeaways from that? Yeah, I think there's no doubt. Um, you know, we, we know who they are. They know who we are. Um, you know, I think, you know, any coach in America is crazy if they're trying to revamp their system or do something different in, in three days uh, to try to get ready to play in a state championship game. So we're both going to be familiar with each other. And uh, But, yeah, Richard, you do go back. I mean, that's kind of what I've done since I woke up sun, uh, Friday morning and uh, spent all day Friday, Saturday, and, and yesterday. You just, you know, you try to prepare yourself and watch as much film as you can. You, obviously, you're going to watch last year's game or, you know, last game we played. You're going to watch last year's games too. Uh, but not only that, you gotta you got to watch the games they played this year. And uh, so you got fi films of everything they've did for the last two years. And, um, you know, really, you just you look at scheme, you look at personnel. and uh, But, yeah, it's still football, and I think that's one thing that I, I think people seem to overthink sometimes. Uh, us coaches, we'll be on the sideline. I mean, I'm not playing. And um, so we'll, 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 we'll be coaching and coaching hard as we can, but uh, it's still going to boil down to the players on the field and, uh, you know, what team can make the most plays and what players can make the most plays and uh, what team can, you know, limit the turnovers and limit the mistakes and uh, be sound in the special teams. And it is a rivalry game, a rematch of the game that happened on September the 15th. We were there broadcasting it on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. We also had high school game day there. And just from a broadcaster's perspective, calling the game with Thrip Berenger, it was an exciting football game. And it was a back-and-forth game, a quarterback battle between Pelzer Reeves for the Lee Scott Academy Warriors and Dallas Crow for the Glenwood Gators. But one player that really stood out on the broadcast was Lee Scott's wide receiver, Jake White. I'm not sure how many receptions he had in that game, but he had had to have at least two, uh, 20 receptions for like 200 yards. Yeah, he had a great night against us that night. So we got to figure out how to contain him a little bit. And uh, But he had a big night, so, you know, he's he's a great player. And uh, he's been a great player since he's been over there. And uh, so, yeah, we got we got to figure out how to kind of contain him a little bit. But, you know, with that being said, um, you know, we just kind of got to come out and, uh, you know, play our game. And, um, you know, hopefully our guys will accept the challenge and uh, we'll be ready to play and play at a high level. There was a point in that third quarter, Lee Scott took the 24-21 lead, but Camden White had a couple of big interceptions that really sealed the game. And it was closer than people expected. I mean, Lee Scott was marching down the field, but you, you did win by nine points. But when you look back at that game, you know that Lee Scott, after beating Fort Dale Academy 42-3, to they seemed to continue to improve after that, that game against Glenwood. And, and that's been their only loss all season. So do you think you might see a different Lee Scott team coming into this championship game? Well, I mean, most definitely. I mean, you know, it's that was September fifteenth. It's right, right at November fifteenth. So that's two months, and uh, in football, two months is everything. I mean, you deal with injuries, you deal with, uh, you know, sometimes philosophy changes, sometimes players change. So, yeah, I mean, anytime you play anybody two months later, it's going to be a different ball game. So. Uh, you know, we're, we're just going to go out and, um, you know, hopefully, like I keep saying, is uh, our kids will understand uh, 
um, you know, the level of preparation that we're going to have to have going into the game and, and what it's going to take this week. And, uh, you know, we can't let the lights get too bright. we got to come out. And I think that's one thing that really hurt us last year in the game is, you know, we look up and the first six minutes of the game, we're down 21 nothing. Well, you know, you spot anybody 21 points, especially a great team like they had last year. Is I mean, it, you're playing catch-up and it's hard to come back. So, um, you know, hopefully this year is going to be a little bit different. We're going to understand, you know, kind of handle that day and, and understand how to how to handle pregame warm-ups and, and, and all the, the little stuff that really nobody sees so that, you know, you kick off. But um, I just, you know, like, like I said, I, I'm trying to give our kids the best, you know, the, the best available, um, you know, just, you know, from a mind standpoint, Richard, just, you know, Control what we can control, you know, get ready to play mentally, take care of your bodies this week. Uh, look, we've had two good practices this week already, which is our work days. And um, so now it's just more or less just, you know, honing in and, um, you know, knowing your opponent, knowing the players you're playing against. And, you know, we got to figure out how to play at, 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 at a high level. Well, Coach, I'm excited. You're in the championship game against Lee Scott Academy. Thursday night at the Crampton Bowl. we got to get as many Glenwood fans out there and make that trip. About a, what, an hour and 15 minutes away in Montgomery. I mean, we just got to support the Glenwood Gators. But if you can't make it out to the Crampton Bowl, you can watch the game on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And I'm just – I'm excited. And good luck coming up this Thursday night against Lee Scott, Coach. Uh, and I appreciate it, Richard. And, you know, to all the Glenwood faithful out there and the fans, please, 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 I'm begging y'all, we need y'all Thursday night. And uh, we, we need to be packed out over there on the home side. We'll be on the press box side this year. So, but you know, most, most, most importantly, please come uh, support these kids. And that, that's what it's about. And uh, cheering these kids on. And, and hopefully we can do something that ain't been done in a very long time in Glenwood and break this door down and, uh, and go win a state championship. All right, thanks, Coach. And I want to thank my producer, Chris Gates, here on Georgia Alabama Sports Live for another successful Glenwood Gators Coaches Show. Thank you to Wes Hargrove just for just an amazing show. And uh, that will do it here from Mike and Ed's Barbecue. And hopefully the next time you see us here for the Glenwood Gators Coaches Show, we are celebrating a Glenwood Gators championship. Thank you, everybody, for watching on Facebook Live and on YouTube. And I hope everybody has a great rest of your night. And go Gators! Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh, right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. 
So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Hey everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Christman. WQE 99.1 FM, The Key. Home of Southern Sports and Talk. Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times bestselling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel, the heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade, The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Calvary Sonoy Fellowship is an expository Bible teaching church where we study the Word of God line by line and we apply it life by life. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock on WQEE and we look forward to having you join us. Our church offices are located in Sonoy, Georgia, 6855 Highway 16, Suite 102, Sonoy, Georgia. If you'd like to call us, our number is 770-755. 8243. Or you can reach me, I'm Pastor Bob, at bob at calvarysenoy.org, S-E-N-O-I-A. You also can go to our website at www.calvarysenoy.org. You can reach our YouTube channel there, as well as our Facebook page. Join us at 10 o'clock right here on WQEE. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports 
and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.